amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And play. Oh, well, 
try and make it for you. Sam, I'm tired of making excuses to people. I set up this appointment for 5.30, and I want you back in plenty of time. I wish you wouldn't go. <laughs> oh, all right, go on. But if you aren't back in this office by 5 o'clock, that's, that's 10, Sam. You can, you can find someone else to make your excuses. Okay, okay. Shall we synchronize our watches? I skipped the elevator and walked downstairs to save time. It was 11 minutes after 4, last beer time, when I reached the entrance of the happy hour oyster and beverage bar. I turned and looked across the street. Hank Page was just stepping off the curb. He was jaywalking, but that didn't explain what happened. time and jumped back out of the way. It saw him, too. The wheels cut sharply towards him, and the front bumper caught him just behind the knee. All right, all right. Keep moving there. Keep moving. Come on, come on. Back on the sidewalk. Come on, now. We'll take care of him. We'll take care of him. Just, just put it away, out of my sight, out of my sight forever. Okay, 
Open your eyes now. It's back in my pocket. Thank you. Thank you. Now, uh, let's talk, Mr. Faith. What was on your husband's mind? Well, I, I don't know. He wasn't very well. Heart trouble, nothing terribly serious, but he'd get these little spells and you have to stay on from work. Sometimes a week or ten days, but... Mr. Soule, the foreman at the print shop that looked after things, you know, I... I, I even thought he was getting better. Your husband have any fights lately? Oh, my, no. He wouldn't dare with his heart. He had a black eye. Oh, oh that happened at home. He fell down. Yeah. Well, I'll, uh, I'll be in touch with you. Outside, the fog was rolling in. I stopped under a streetlight and spent an estimated 45 seconds trying to figure out what time it was for the calendar watch my secretary gave me for Christmas. The barometer was falling, it said. The temperature was 63, and I was facing northwest. I looked in a jewelry store to find out it was 4.23. My hour was nearly half gone, and the only clues I had were a cigarette case and a black eye. I took the case out of my pocket and opened it. There were cigarettes in it. I took one out and lit it. It was nasty. And I saw something green behind the cigarette. It looked better. It looked like money. When I examined it more closely, I wasn't so sure. The printing on it was Dutch, and the amount was 100 florins. The banks were closed, but it only cost me two nickels and a pay telephone to find out where to take it. It was a small but solid-looking establishment on Montgomery. The gold lettering on the plate glass window said Van Pelden Meisner, commercial agent, Amsterdam, New York, San Francisco, Macassar, and Curacao. I uh, want to see Mr. Meisner. Uh, there is no Mr. Meisner. There's only Van Pelt. And I'm Hendrik Van Pelt. I'm so sorry. Oh, I don't feel like that. Maybe you can help me. What can I do with you? Well, uh, somebody paid me off for a job in Dutch money. I want to know how much it's worth. Oh, this better than Meisner. I know the value of money. Show me, please. Ah. Maybe you'd like a cigarette, too. That's Dutch. My brand, Sumatra Queen, Dutch. Oh, good. Good. You like good? Good, come on, second. No, the money. 100 florins. I under the light look. Uh-huh. Serial number. Here is M. Portrait clear is. Seal color is. Paper. Paper, excellent. Give it to you. What's it worth? Well, I look. Latest quotation is... Florin against the dollar. Uh-huh. Fifty-three dollars, thirty-four cents. That was the exchange fee taken out. Uh, you like ten-dollar notes? I love them. You mean that money's real money? Who knows better than I should? Yeah. My brother was engraver to the Royal Dutch Treasury. <laughs> I myself in the manufactory was until the occupation coming was... <clears throat> Pardon me, would you mind saying that again, please? Uh, so in the manufactory from all kinds of money, including already currencies from the Indies, East and West, Java, Tel Aviv, Borneo, and Homeland, Netherlands. Yeah? Also six months in Bulilong, Bali, where I'm English learning. <laughs> oh, you <laughs> learned English? Several foreign languages. Uh, uh, well, I'll take it in ten. Uh, so, uh, 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 ten, twenty, thirty, forty, fifty. One, two, three, and nine cents and twenty cents. Did I say that? Okay. Yes. Oh, 
Eventually, you have lived in San Francisco for how long? Oh, uh, eventually quite some time. Oh, uh, I'm Hendrik Van Pell. So are you. How do you do? Yes, I, I, I know this on the cigarette case. You have the same initial, H.P. <laughs> Uh, who your name is, please? Uh, uh, Pole House, uh, Herman Pole House. Oh, in a Pole House, you know, I, I like that cigarette case. <laughs> With the coincidence, you sell me your Dutch money. <laughs> Maybe also sell me the cigarette case with the Dutch cigarette. You right? like those cigarettes? Oh, I love that Sumatra Queen. You're going to have them for nothing. No, no, such a pity to remove them from the beautiful case. They go together, cigarettes and the case. How, how much? What would you say it's worth? Well, that good gold. Five hundred dollars? What do you pay? Eh? Nothing. I took it out of dead body. Get out! Get out! The grave robber! Help! Police! Stop thieves! Okay, Help. okay, Mr. Van Pelt, I'm going! Help! Police! Help! Help! I ran to that walk to the only exit. The squad of bank cops went to me, followed by half a dozen city dicks and some burns men who confused Van Pelt's burglar alarm with that of the bank next door. Nobody paid me any mind until I reached Church Street. I was just crossing when I saw it the second time. It was the same car that had run down Hank's page. I strained my eyes against the headlights. I couldn't make out the man behind the wheel, but I got the license plate before it happened. I sold it before I heard it. It hit my chest like a sledgehammer. The last thing I heard was the footsteps of a heavy man pounding toward me. The clock on the church of business of peace was chiming the half hour. And now, back to the one-hour caper. Tonight's adventure with Sam Spade. I started the caper with two clues, a cigarette case and a black eye and a dead man. When I woke up in the alley, I didn't have a cigarette case. Instead, I had two black eyes. One of them was on me. Strangely enough, I was alive. I reached inside my shirt to examine the bullet hole over my heart. There was nothing there but a bruise. I wondered what had been in that gold cigarette case besides gold and Dutch cigarettes. The slug had come at me hard enough to knock me down and out, but the case in my inside pocket had stopped it. I limped to the nearest phone booth and phoned Tuttle in the traffic division. The plates on the hit-and-run car were registered to one Hendrick Van Pelt. Oh, 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 I'm so glad you're here. I was beginning to worry. Where's Mr. Van Pelt? That's just it. That's just it. He went in the other room to make a drink. Come back. Listen. You don't know how glad I am you're here. Do you know why he invited me to have this drink with you? I guess I can one way. Oh, thank you. Listen, he, he, he wants to buy Hank's cigarette case. And, of course, much as I hate an Indian giver, Mr. Spade. Yeah. Well, you know, Hank didn't leave much, only a little insurance. And the printing shop is a partnership, you know, Hank and Mrs. Soleil. And mm-hmm. that cigarette case is just a windfall. I told him you wouldn't stand in the way of a widow. I wouldn't think of it. I knew you'd do the decent thing, Mr. Spade. Give me the Please, please, Mr. Spade. My bruises. Besides, I haven't got it. You haven't done it? No, now look, 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 Mr. Spade. Blanche. Okay, now, Blanche, try and think. Did you ever hear your husband mention Van Pelt? No. No, they, no, they never even met. Mr. Van Pelt said so. Uh, how'd Van Pelt find out about the cigarette case? He said you showed it to him. Uh-huh. How well do you know your husband's partner, Mr. Soleil? Oh, we're total strangers now. 
I told my husband everything. You forget. Uh-huh. And what did Mr. Soleil tell you? Nothing much, nothing. He's led a very dull life. Almost as soon as he got out of reform school, he took a forgery lab. Oh, very good. That's where he became a, a master fitter. Mr. Oh, yes, I know. But not much help. Au contraire, Blanche. Au contraire. I had started her outside and pushed her into a taxi. Then I walked back to Church Street. As I rounded the corner, I could see light in the window of Pace and Frederick. The chimes were hammering out a quarter of five when I entered Hank Page's shop. In the back, the guy was sitting at a desk in his shirt sleeve, checking off figures in a ledger. I introduced myself, and he told me his name was Ben Soleil. We shook hands, and then he waved me to a chair across the desk. Oh, this is awful, Sage. What with one thing and another, we're heels over head and work, and got to pull with these books, and I don't know a thing about it, Mike. Oh, pardon me. Yeah. Oh. Oh, all right. Well, things are a little confused here just now. Could you tell me a little more about it? Huh? Oh, yes, I understand the problem. Well, we're handling it at this end, but we'll be very busy for a while. Now, there's definitely no point in you dropping by tonight. Well, you think the news of the boss's death would make some difference to those customers, but no. You take that fellow to just... Yeah, I know you're very busy, Mr. Soleil. I don't want to take up too much of your time, so... Say, uh, what makes you think that car deliberately ran down the board? Did I say so? Well, you're an insurance dick, aren't you? You got me tagged. Anybody have anything against him, as far as you know? Well, he, he fired two printers last week. Why? Well, they couldn't spell in English. You, uh, see Mr. Page this afternoon? Yeah, he came in for about ten minutes. Said he'd be back on the job tomorrow morning. He was killed just after he left. How'd he look? Oh, same as usual. You wouldn't say he'd been in a fight. Oh, good Lord, no. He was a sick man. He had a piece of porn in his hand when he was hit. Know anything about that? Oh, sure, he got it here. One of our customers, a man named Van Pelt, paid for some work with him. Boss wanted it for a souvenir, so he took it with him. Uh, does Van Pelt know about Page's heart? Oh, that's a stupid question, I you didn't know Page was killed with Van Pelt's car. Uh, that's a long shot, sir. Thanks. There's another one. You're lying straight down the line. Huh? You no, wait a You minute. didn't see Page today. If you had, you'd have mentioned that he had a blank eye. He didn't take that Dutch money for a souvenir. If he had, you'd have mentioned the cigarette case. You said enough. What are you doing? Shutting down for the night? You'll find out. Put your hands on top of the desk. <laughs> I slipped the muzzle of my gun I've been holding in my lap for three minutes, far enough over the edge of the desk for Ben Soleil to see it. He did what I told him to. The press room door was directly behind him, and I knew his body would scream my guns in the view of anybody that might come through it in response to the signal he found. I didn't have long to wait. Three men, black with ink, came to the door and threw it into the little office. They strolled in, careless and casual. What's up, Ben? You got ice in your head? Huh? What's this? Stop right there. Stopped as if they'd all been mounted on the same pair of legs, but I didn't like my position at all. If these men decided to jump me, I could down just one of them before the other three were on me. I knew it, and they knew it. Then I felt some fresh air on the back of my neck as the street door opened behind me. It's me, Blanche Spade. Get out of here quick. Find a cop and bring him back here. Will you do that? Sure, I will. You can count on me. The mouth opened in a broad grin. I didn't need any more warning than that. I threw myself sideways, but I wasn't quick enough. The blow I got from behind was Blanche's lady's handbag type persuader. It didn't hit me full on, but I got enough of it to fold up my legs as if the knees were hinged with paper and I slammed into a heap on the floor. Something dark crashed towards me. I caught with both hands. 
plate by wrung it the way it went out a knot. I was dimly aware that my feet were under me again. Some squirming thing was on my back, and a hot, damp object like a hand was across my face. I put my teeth in it, head back as far as it would go. Maybe it smashed into the face it was meant for. I don't know. Anyway, the squirming thing was no longer on my back, and suddenly I could see again. I saw a brass cuspidor six inches or so in front of my eyes. That's how I knew I was down on the floor again. I grabbed the cuspidor and tugged at it. I staggered to my feet with it and used it to cover the clear space in front of me. I swung it high and let go. Then I was back on the floor again with six or eight hundred pounds of flesh hammering my face into the floor. You can't throw a brass cuspidor through a plate glass window into a rush hour crowd in downtown San Francisco without attracting attention. Hour of rescue was at hand. Exactly 5 p.m. Right, and that Clancy is the most of the crop. You guessed it. It was a counterfeiting caper with variations. The returns are not all in yet, but I think when the feds pick up Van Pelt, they'll find he was telling the truth when he said he was working in the Dutch government printing office in Amsterdam at the time of the Nazi occupation. He probably bought his, bought his way out of the country with the same kind of money he and Soleil were printing here. Genuine Dutch Florence printed from the original plate. Being a skilled metal worker, he designed a gold cigarette case into which those plates would fit with uncanny accuracy. The crowning touch was the way in which he concealed them from view. He filled the case with an odious brand of Dutch cigarettes, which only fools or criminals could possibly smoke. It was the safest hiding place in the world. So clever was it, now get this Clancy, me boy, that even I, Sam Say Detective, never suspected the presence of base metal until it stopped that slug Van Pelt threw at me in the alley. Period. End of report. Oh, Sam, to think you went through all that just to keep your promise to me. Yes, Abby, but uh, what hurts even more than these wounds is the thought that you've got in my work. I didn't say that, Sam. I only inferred that you had no sense of time. Yeah? Well, I guess you've changed your mind about that, eh? No, I haven't, Sam. May I ask why? Well, I'd rather not discuss it during working hours, Sam, but as soon as I've typed up this report, I'll tell you exactly what I mean.
Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.